Nothing But Net NBA podcast, featuring Jamie, Mike, and Steve. We're back here live with another episode on the Nothing But Net podcast. I'm your host, S. Dot. We are about 46 and a half hours into free agency, Mike, and <laughs> it has not disappointed. I believe it, there was a billion dollars spent in the first hour of free agency. Business is good. Life is good and hectic as always in the NBA. Mike, how are you doing? Steve, I am doing pretty well. Um, we told you guys, we told you free agency is going to heat up, that it's, um, you know, always a lot of people on the move, a lot of money chucked out there. And, you know, always a storyline somewhere in the NBA when it comes to free agency. So this year thus far is no different. So, yeah, we got a lot to cover about it. Just before we get into all these moves that we're going to run through, Mike, the um, the free agency period kind of started a couple hours before when we got the word that James Harden would opt into his contract, not making him a free agent, but also demanding a trade. What what kind of were you thinking when we saw James Harden? I think we both kind of agreed that he was just going to probably go back to Philly. Everything was pointing that way or it was maybe Houston. But now it's like we're hearing like the Clippers, which are, seem like the prime spot right now. Yeah, I think, you know, you said it, I, th- I think at first it was more of, um, you know, I, I can see him just kind of staying with Philly, re, um, a, you know, adjusting his contract, maybe Houston. Um, but yeah, the, the trade is, it's, I'm trying to think of how to describe it. It's surprising and it's not. Um, it kind of came from left field. I don't know if we thought he would demand a trade, but at the same time, this is James Harden, and this is kind of some of how this new new NBA is, where if a guy wants out, he demands a trade, and um, you know he wants out. So uh, the Clippers, yeah, seem like a, a possible suitor. Um, I wonder if that news breaks soon, or even while we're on air, which is pretty typical for you know what happens to us here on the podcast. We're gonna be about. 50 minutes in, not necessarily near our destination, and all of a sudden, something like that will probably happen. Uh, The James Harden, I mean, third trade request in, in what, four or five years now for James Harden, so definitely Mm -hmm. interesting. Um, But let's roll in. We're going to start here in the wild, wild west. Um, So many teams in the west, I think, really helped solidify their case, and uh, we'll start at the top here with the Denver Nuggets. You know, the Denver Nuggets are going to be the Denver Nuggets. Just don't expect them to do a lot. They keep Reggie Jackson, keep DeAndre Jordan. A big deal that we're about to get into in a little bit is our guy, Bruce Brown. Mike, Bruce Brown got paid. Uh, happy for Bruce Brown. Big loss for the Nuggets, but ultimately, Mike, the Nuggets are going to kind of stay the course. Do you have anything quick on the Nuggets? No, I think um, I'm a little sad to see Bruce Brown go from this team. Um, the man does deserve to get paid. I kind of would have liked to seen him run it back, especially with Mike Malone screaming that we're going to keep Bruce Brown and we're running it back with him at the parade. But, hey, maybe a few few too many brews happened for Mike Malone or something. Maybe he jumped the gun on that one. But, yeah, no Bruce Brown kind of hurts. I think that would have probably been right before – um, I think that was probably would have been right before uh, they knew he was getting $22.5 million per year. Congrats to Bruce Brown, uh, he, one of my favorite player role players in the league. Uh, get, get, go get your money. 
We'll move into the Memphis Grizzly. A guy that you really wanted to return to Chicago, Mike, goes to the Memphis Grizzlies and Derrick Rose. Could be an interesting mentor for Job Morant. They uh, get Josper Christopher in the sign-in trade for Dylan Brooks, and they re-sign Desmond Bain, five-year, 205. Anything quick on the Memphis Grizzlies? Yeah, Derrick Rose. Uh, really, I really, really wanted him to go to get back to Chicago because uh, I think, A, they could use him. I'm not saying he's going to get 30 minutes a game, but I think he had some use for the Bulls, so I really would have liked to see that. But I think you said it, um, a good mentor and some veteran stability and mentality uh, will go a long way for not only John Morant, but I think the um, the Grizzlies as a whole. And Desmond Bain, I mean, whew, five years, 205 mil. Um, that's a good chunk of change. Uh, to me, maybe overpaid, but I mean, again, that's kind of the, the NBA where a lot of, I don't know if I call him a role player. Would you call him a role player? I mean, my, correct me if I'm wrong here. I think he was an all-star once. Maybe not. I, that's where I was caught up to, but so nonetheless, a good player. Yeah. So that, I mean, good players get paid now. So good on them. Yep. Like I said, business is good. Money gets spent early here in free agency. And Hey, that's just the world that we live in. It's trending up. It's a good thing. That's why we didn't have any lockout issues this year. Business is good. Life is good in the NBA. The Sacramento Kings re-signed DeMontis Sabonis five year, 217 million. Congrats. Well worth the, uh, well-deserving of the money after the year that he just had. Resigning Harrison Barnes, three or $54 million. There was a lot of smoke about Kyle Kuzma. They ultimately just keep Harrison Barnes, give him about the $18 million a year. Uh, Trey Lyle stays, two years, $16 million. Alex Sun, one year, 3.2. And they traded for Chris, Chris Duarte from the Indiana Pacers, Mike. Actually, I kind of like this uh, offseason here for Indy, uh, Sacramento, sorry. And our thing I've been hearing lately is keep your eye on Sacramento and the Pascal Siakam sweepstakes. Yeah, you're right. I've heard that as well. Um, and you're right. The Kings did have a pretty good little offseason here. I like the Duarte move as well. Um, Sabonis. See, that's what's weird is Sabonis kind of gets paid around the same price range as Desmond Bain. And to me, they're, they're kind of two on uh, two different levels. Um, but yeah, still uh, good for the Kings for keeping him. Uh, you're right, Kuzma. I would have liked to see Kuzma kind of go to the Kings. I may, I think that makes him a, an interesting team too. But Harrison Barnes, you know what you're getting with him. And obviously he was there last year. So uh, they should be all set in that department. But yeah, the Siakam news would be pretty interesting too. After after the other they just had, if they're able to obviously keep everything in, of their core pretty much together and they can put Siakam with this grouping, do you think they could be a contender for next season? <sighs> I think I have to call them a contender. I think they could be, I think they could be a top four team. And I, and I guess if you're a top four team, you're a contender. Um, Especially in this West, this West is going to be get ugly next year from just they might, the way this off season's rolling. Yeah, they might be more. I don't want to call them this, but I feel like that's just kind of what the media says. But they might be more pretender than contender, but still a very good team. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think a push comes to shove, they, I don't know, might just run out of firepower if, if that were the case, but. I, don't know. I mean, the West is tough. Like we're going through it, and uh, obviously the order of the rankings from pat- the past year. But I mean, we're talking about the Nuggets and the Grizzlies. Both teams are going to be—they project to be very good next year. Obviously, the Nuggets are the presumable favorite, and then the, the teams below them here. We're going to start here with the the uh, Phoenix Suns. Drew Ebanks to come in for two years, six or two year five million. 
Damian Lee, two-year, 5.3 mil. Kata Bates-Diop, two-year, 5 mil. It's a name to keep an eye on. He's been a, uh, a veteran in this league, can shoot it. He shot it uh, 40% in his career. Interesting player that I'm going to keep an eye on. Met two, one-year, uh, 2.5 mil. Josh Akogi, one-year, 2.5 mil. Yuta, one-year, 2.3 mil. And they just come away with Eric Gordon today, Mike. How do you feel about this being the depth of the Phoenix Sun around their big four? I think the Suns have done, aside from getting Bradley Beal, uh, I think the Suns have done very well. <laughs> I mean, they they address, they get a little more depth. Um, you're not going to need a ton of scoring with the personnel they have on the team now. So you just got to look for guys who know their role, um, play it well. We got some shooters on here with uh, Gordon. Uh, I'm going to mess up his name. Yuta. Watatambi, <laughs> um, right? Yeah, we're, yeah. yep. Yep. Um, and he played with KD last year, correct? Yep, and didn't miss a corner three for about two months. Yeah, so dude's a, dude's a sniper, and yeah, I like Okogi. I like Damian Lee. Bring some defense and some toughness there. So, um, yeah, I think the Suns have done very well. Have they solidified their spot as the second-best team in the West? Yeah, I, I think right now that's where I'd put them. Uh, I agree. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good with that for right now. But let's roll into the next team where this, I mean, I think this could change things ultimately. I mean, it would be a huge wild card with the Los Angeles Clippers potentially landing James Harden because they do re-sign Russ. Russ, I, I don't know that he took a pay cut, but I think he took a lot less money than what people are expecting. Gets four year or two-year, uh, two $8 million, sorry, $4 million a year. Um, and they traded for Kenyon Martin, a young wing that I've I've had my interest with the Cavs in. And... Uh, yeah, the, the headliner here, though, Mike, James Harden. If they're able to keep Kawhi Leonard and Paul George and they're able to pull in James Harden with Russell Westbrook, how are you feeling about this Los Angeles Clippers team? Yeah, this is – Clippers are an interesting one. Um, Russ for two-year $8 million is – I mean, hey, good for them for keeping him for that much or for that little, I should say, but – James Harden makes this a very interesting team. Uh, we've seen him play, uh, obviously, with Russ before. So I, I kind of like it. I, I I feel like it's a good fit. I think Kawhi is a no drama, you know, we're here to kind of work, blah, blah, blah kind of guy. Uh, Paul George I've always admired as well. So if they keep that core and add, um, you know, add Harden to it, then I think – Clippers might be something to talk about, and yeah, they could as long as everybody stays healthy and plays games, and we could see uh, we could see them be another uh, contender certainly in the West. You know, it would just be the exclamation point on like one of the weirdest off seasons that we have seen. Um, free agency is isn't really as big as what we are knowing it to be. My guys aren't taking or aren't willing to hit the open market in a sense we see a lot of this work get done through an extension and then everyone gets rerouted through trades that's kind of like the new trend it's going to be interesting to see if that trend will continue because free agency hasn't really been the the wave it's kind of been through these trades and if the clippers are able to put something together here to get james harden what a steal that would be um and who knows what that does for the philadelphia 76ers that's a whole nother story for them um so far, so good for the Clippers. We'll see. Harden, obviously, changes, I think, the the level of what this team could be. He would give them stability if one of these stars got hurt during the season. Um, I, again, think James Harden is one of the best players in the regular season. 
We obviously know who he is in the postseason, but what you can say about James Harden, he doesn't miss a lot of time. Um, but let's go into the Warriors. They just keep it simple. Um, they're running it back, Mike. Draymond Green, four-year, $100 million, kind of what we expected, but this is what started free agency, this deal, 601, this gets announced. Um, the Warriors, how are you feeling about the Warriors right now? you think they have a legitimate case to uh, be a contender this season? No, I, I think you can't really ever count them out. Um, good for Draymond. I think this was like the hometown uh, bargain here where – You've been with us for a while. You've served, you know, the Warriors uh, organization well, multiple championships, probably a future Hall of Fame, Hall of Famer. Because uh, I think 100 mil, four years, a lot for me, Draymond to me at this point in his career. But um, yeah, good for them for keeping it. I think you, uh, you know, stick to your guns there with what they have. Uh, and yeah, the Warriors, how as long as they still have that foundational piece, you add Chris Paul, we'll see what happens. Um, you know, it's tough to ever really count them out. Yeah, the uh, the Warriors are just going all in, as they would say, with this core. And it's the right thing to do. Um, they've given you so many memories. And to think that they couldn't do it one more time, I think, would be crazy. Especially with a backup point guard like Chris Paul, who could maybe play with Steph. I don't see it, but I, th- I think we're going to see it. And if it works out, like, it wouldn't really be that shocking using Steph off the ball to pl- be more of a two, catch and shoot for three. Um, obviously it'd be super small defensively. How would it work? Not sure. Uh, the, that's a, that's a story for a different day. Let's go into what a lot of people are calling the winner of the, uh, free agency so far, Mike. Um, it's Jamie's Los Angeles Lakers. Unfortunately, he's not with us today. Cause I would love to hear what his reaction is, which you would have to assume is all good here. Resigned Austin Reese, four year, $56 million. Rucci, Rucci. <laughs> Rui Hachimura, three-year, $51 million. D'Lo, two years, $37 million. Uh, as up and down as D'Lo is, I think that's a really good deal for him. Gabe Vincent, three-year, $33 million. Torian Prince, one-year, $4.5 million. Cam Reddish, two-year, $4.6 Jackson Hayes, two-year, $4.6 just a Just a really nice job for the Lakers to bring back their core and also add in a little pepper with the unit. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I think if somebody wants to say Lakers have had the best offseason, it's hard hard to argue that. Uh, these are all the right moves. Uh, to me, the the uh, contract of the, the amount of years on them and as well as the price tag on these guys uh, all seem pretty appropriate. Um, and again, just the moves and meeting needs for the team all seem uh, right to me. So good for the Lakers for doing all this. Like I said, I think I think they really just checked the boxes they needed to this offseason. And more than, I mean, might not even be done. We don't know. Gabe Vincent, man. Gabe Vincent is a very much a Mario Chalmers-style point guard, which those point guards have a lot of success with LeBron. And I'm, I'm going to keep my eye on Gabe Vincent on having a decent amount of success in L.A., especially coming off the NBA Finals run. Um, Mike, the Lakers, do you think they have a case to be like the second best team in the West? Like, are they a team that like you have to take a little more seriously than we thought we were going to have to be, even though they didn't land that third star? I don't know. What was your question? Did you say number two? Yeah. I, I mean, obviously I think we have the nuggets and then I think it opens up that group of five or six teams. Like, and I think the Lakers are one of those. Do you think their ceiling could be as high as two? I do that would be if we're calling their ceiling too, I think that would be like, um, I want to say a little bit of a reach, not to say they can't. I, we've just Best keep case saying scenario. Is that yeah, the way you yeah. would put it? Yeah. We just keep saying it, that the West is, uh, 
is so good. So number two would be a lot. I think health and consistency is what's going to be, you know, the main issue for uh, the Lakers moving forward. But they got a lot of these young guys who, even if Anthony Davis or LeBron is missing time, you would hope they can pick up some slack. So uh, best case scenario, number two, I don't really see them finishing there, but we've been surprised before. Yeah, and especially coming off the run that they just had, again, adding a little uh, sprinkle, sprinkling in a little um, pepper, a little different kind of look with them with uh, Torian Prince and Gabe Vincent and Cam Reddish and Jackson Hayes. Actually, I'm interested to see how the whole Jackson Hayes situation works. Um, just a lob catcher. Obviously, those guys are good with LeBron in the uh, pick and roll. But let's roll into the T-Wolves. The T-Wolves here, actually, not bad. Uh, they have a lot of questions surrounding, you know, the superstars and how their money is handled on the team. But Nas Reed, three-year, $41 million, that's a great deal. I was huge on Nas Reed uh, in free agency this year. Um, a Cavs target I wanted for them. He doesn't hit the market. Shake Milton, two-year, $10 million. I think that's an interesting signing for them. Nikhil Alexander-Walker, a guy that I've always been uh, fascinated by, two-year, four mil. Um and Troy Brown, two-year, eight mil. It seems like Troy Brown finds himself uh, one of these deals every couple of years. And, uh, you know, that means you have value in this league. So interesting offseason for the Wolves, but ultimately it will come down to the fit of Rudy Gobert and Carl Anthony Towns. Mike, you think Carl Anthony Towns stays? You think they try running it back one more time before they do end up trading him? Or do you think he is a name that is up in the air this summer? Before free agency started, I would have said Cat's gone. Um, I just, it just, Feels like it's time. It was, it was, you know, the right time for it. Now that they're kind of building, I'll say building some pieces here. I think these are all like good, um, like role guys for what you want. Like a good team, they they need some of these players. But um, now you got me about a fifty fifty, and I almost might be leaning towards they keep cat. Um, there's still some big names out there that have to sign and could be potentially traded so they might be holding off but i don't know now now i'm leaning towards uh casting on the wolves or you know another stretch of time you think it changes anything or do you think they're kind no. of stuck in this play in spot they'll be it, i don't see them moving much two spots uh where they finish here um eight yeah i oof, I, I wouldn't see them moving At much seven. past six if anything yeah and that's a stretch too i think yeah it'll be interesting to see if you know another year with this team i mean i don't know if you recall but i don't know the exact number on it but anthony edwards only had like one dunk in like the first like 30 games of the season um that that's that's the concern here with what's going on down there and or up there in minnesota i think it just needs to be anthony edwards team that's what it seems to me. And that doesn't mean Cat has to be like a second fiddle, so to speak. But I think you got to do a lot more around Anthony Edwards, get the ball in his hands more. Um, and, you know, have Cat kind of fill in the spaces. He's going to get his numbers. I don't doubt that as long as he stays healthy, too. But I don't know. It seems like it, there needs to be a different direction. And I think we kind of saw that, right? When Cat was out, they kind of were starting to play some decent ball because I think you were able to see, like, obviously Colin Lee and Gobert could play in the pick and roll, but it also kind of freed up room for Anthony Edwards Edwards to cook, and that's when he started to cook, and that's when he took the cor- uh, turned the corner this year. Um, but, yeah, the Wolves, I mean, the Wolves are the Wolves. <laughs> I think they're kind of stuck in this play-in spot. Um, it's going to be interesting. We'll see as it goes on for them. 
Uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder have been rather quiet. Uh, quiet. Um, the Seal Mijic, three-year, $23.6 million, was an MVP uh, in the league that he played in. Jack White, two-year, three point nine, And they also acquired Victor Oladipo, who they bring back. Remember, they used uh, Victor Oladipo and DeMontis Sabonis to acquire Paul George. Uh, Victor Oladipo is now back, Mike. Listen, he gets hurt a lot. All right, but I do think it is an interesting veteran guard for them. It, it, will there be minutes? It's going to be tough because they have a lot of young guys. But I do think he is a good veteran to bring in uh, to be around Shea and all these other guys. I agree with you. Uh, it's just tough to really speculate on what he can do fully healthy. I'm, and I'm not saying that he still doesn't have some game left. Um, it's just tough to tell, especially when he was playing for the Heat and really didn't get a lot of time. Uh, he'd have good moments here and there, sure. But you're also playing behind, you know, Jimmy Butler. So it, it's really tough to gauge, um, you know, what he can bring to OKC. But, yeah, healthy veteran leadership. Um, I think he's a guy who, like, just really enjoys the grind, too. So I think that's that's good for their team. Yeah. He'll fit in. He'll fit in well culturally, especially coming away from Miami. The Pelicans. I think the Pelicans might have uh, now. Listen, I know they're not winning anything by doing this. This Herb Jones deal, four-year, fifty-four million dollar extension, I think is a steal, especially when you look at guys like Cam Johnson who got as much as he did. Um, you see these wing players who have this defense three and D upside. Herb Jones is one of those guys, and I know, I know, a lot of his limelight got taken away by what Trey Murphy did last year, Mike. But Herb Jones is a guy that I do have a lot of interest in, and I do think he's a guy who is well worth this contract. And I think in a couple of years, this contract is going to look like one of the better ones in the league. Yeah, I think you. I think you said a steal here, and that might be what this equates to. Uh, Herb Jones, a very good uh, young player, who I think is only going to continue to get better over um, you know the next few years of his contract. Uh, you know, a lot depends. The Pelicans. W- with what's going on with the whole Zion situation. Um, but as far as, you know, what they needed to do and, you know, moves they needed to make or like a, you know, something they, they needed to do, this was the one they needed to do. So, um, you know, good for them. Herb Jones, like you said, uh, I think offense is is improving, you know, with each game probably. And it obviously is a very proven uh, defender as well. That That is for sure. A defender, phenomenal. If songs he keeps in the on the grind in in the gym, it looks like his three is going to be able to develop into being a uh, at least a catch and shoot guy, which is obviously just the most important thing for him. The Dallas Mavericks, Kyrie Irving, how much money is he going to get? Is he going to get a bunch of years? I think Kyrie Irving does pretty good here. Three year, one twenty six. About I think it is what forty one or forty two a year, Mike. Yeah, forty two a year, I think. What are your thoughts here? Uh, you know, they kind of get pushed into the corner of having to do this, but um, they do it. And now it's next is like what happens with Luca and Kyrie on the floor. What are your thoughts here in Dallas uh, with Kyrie? Yeah, I think this would be about my limit of where to go, uh, you know, years wise, three year. I'm not locking in anything long term with Kyrie. Um 126 mil, I think you said it. Like, hey, he still gets some some cash, but we're not about to overpay a guy who has had inconsistencies the last few years. 
we'll see what it looks like for them on the court. Um, I'm not surprised if we're sitting here in a few months and there's uh, trade talks for him again. I w- there could be even trade talks for him in a, in a few weeks even, it would seem. Uh, but yeah, the Mavs did all right here. Uh, I like Seth Curry going back to them. Uh, the return of Dante Exum, if you haven't heard that name for a while. Uh, so I think the Mavs still might be looking for more this offseason. Um, so we'll see kind of where they end up when it's all said and done. Feels like they, I mean, I feel like, I don't know. They definitely need another piece. They're still betting on a lot of youth here. Josh Green's a guy that I'm interested in. Jaden Hardy kind of did some things last year. Um, that make you think, you know, can he take a step? They draft the rookie out of Marquette. People think he can step in and play right away. Um, I know that's what I kind of think with his skill set being a three and D kind of Jake Crowder type. Um, but yeah, it does feel like they need another established veteran. But you know, Dwight Powell, three or twelve million, bring him back, run it back. Seth Curry comes back, two year, nine point two mil. Um, shooting, shooting around Luca typically does well. So, um, you know. That is what it is. The Utah Jazz extend Jordan Clarkson, Mike, three or $55 million. Um, the Jazz have been also a team to watch in the Dame sweepstakes. I don't know how that makes any sense, but here we are. Um, your your thoughts so far on Utah, they do add John Collins, but is this a year do you think that they kind of tank, or is this a year that you think they kind of compete for the play? Uh, I would say plan is what jumps out to me. I did see the... You know, the the rumors around Dame going, you know, possibly with the Jazz. I think the Jazz actually might be one of the teams that could package like some decent players for him. Uh, But I don't I don't know. Um, It doesn't make a lot of sense to me either. But I also we'll get into some some Dame stuff in the next for our next team here. Uh, But yeah, overall, Jordan Clarkson, sure. He's a guy who's. Um, fun to watch can go out and get buckets um, I think makes them yeah, you know stay a little relevant as well for sure uh, for sure Utah is Utah don't know what they have kind of planned but they do have a bunch of stuff so who knows you never know um, Pascal Siakam's name becomes available maybe they're a team that gets interested I don't know how it would make sense I don't think it would but listen you never know with these uh, with these things these days um, but let's move into the Blazers. I think this is going to be a little bit of a talking point. Jeremy Grant, five-year, $160 million. I think this looks good. This made me think, hey, maybe Dame is staying, Mike. Um, but ultimately, we get the Dame trade request on the second day of free agency. And now I'm kind of like really unsure about this deal with Jeremy Grant. But I want to get into the Dame stuff, Mike. What are your thoughts? The latest on Dame, obviously, he has to be traded finally. Um, he said that he wants to go to the 76 or not, sorry. He wants to go to the Nets or the Heat. Um, the 76ers have been involved. The Nets, I think, might be involved, but maybe more as a third team. The Heat are involved. Uh, he said he respects the Spurs organization a lot. Utah has been kind of thrown out there that they have the stuff to do it. Um, what are your thoughts here on Damian Lillard's like official trade request, I'll say? Yeah, I, it's, I'm glad it came around. Uh, I think you, I, we've all been kind of pretty open that we'd like to see Dame, um, you know, elsewhere at some point. To me, this doesn't feel as, um, oh, what do I want to say? Like, I don't know, organic. Uh, maybe that's not the right word, but it seems like he was kind of, he was pushed into this corner. Not like the Blazers like said, like, we want you out, obviously. 
but I feel like the Blazers just have not done what he's wanted to do or have has not done it to the um, they haven't done it to the level of you know what he needs or wants. So uh, I think he just was like, you know, I, I guess if, if things aren't moving the way I want them to, then I have to get out. And I respect that. There's not a loyalty issue here for me. Uh, and yeah, so now that you say it, I don't know the Jeremy Grant, I, I guess you have to pay him. But I've also seen that if Dame goes, then they might be looking to like package Jeremy Grant somehow. Um, maybe not package, but like, see if like what we can do do we want to keep him should we move him now uh so the whole dame thing is of course going to shift up uh the league not only the blazers but yeah i mean those teams you've named the nets the heat and the 76ers all are going to look a lot different if dame goes on to their team Uh, i've also seen that the blazers don't aren't necessarily willing to cooperate maybe i have i might have this wording wrong but i thought i saw the blazers are not so like easily going to cooperate with what dame wants with like get me to the heat like they might they, they're just going for the best deal not necessarily what he wants maybe i'm wrong on that report i thought i saw something like that so this is part of the consequences and this is why i think like when everyone was like oh why isn't dame asking to be traded and this and that well this is the issue right like he wants to be traded to a place that he wants to go. He wants it to be more of a free agency. Well, that's not necessarily how trading works unless you're Bradley Beal and you have a no trade clause. Like no one else in the NBA has a no trade clause. And that's why Bradley Beal is able to do what Bradley Beal wanted. This is a whole, whole, whole different situation here um, for Damian Lillard. If the Houston Rockets want to get involved in Damian Lillard, the Houston Rockets have the right to get involved. Um, and that's where I think it was kind of an issue of like, well, if he had, well, he should just has to get traded and push his way out. It's not necessarily that easy, especially when the, the team that he wants to go to doesn't necessarily have the best package to acquire him. Um, but ultimately, it comes down to who's putting what on the table to acquire him. If Utah's in, okay, but I mean, I don't know. Dame said he's prepared to sit. If it's not Miami, I think that would be absurd because he has a lot of years and a lot of money left on his deal. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see how this goes. Ultimately, Mike, let me ask you this. Let's. I mean, I would predict that he goes to either the Miami Heat or the Philadelphia 76ers. Do you have another team that you think you could see him going to? The Brooklyn Nets, you said, maybe? Yeah, I think the Nets would be my other team. Uh, which I wouldn't mind, but I think they they're gonna lose a good amount, um, especially you know making you know like Cam Johnson's like somebody where I feel like I can't hold on to him. Uh, maybe maybe the Celtics. I think they've kind of flirted with the idea. I'm not sure how likely that is, but I've seen that team. I don't see anywhere in the Western Conference. Do you? Uh, aside from the Utah. Oh, it's Spurs, Utah. I guess. I mean, the Spurs, but I don't see, like, a contender in the West. Like, I don't no. see the Lakers. I don't see the, the Clippers. I don't see the Nuggets. No. Um, I, I, I like Miami. I like the fit for him in Miami a lot. I like that both for him and for Miami. Uh, I actually don't mind the Philly uh, move as well. What? Um, okay, yeah. So that's what I'm going to ask you, right? So what team does he change? Does if man, I this is gonna sound wild, but let's just say they don't get any good offers for James Harden, uh, and they put Tyrese Maxey with Tobias Harris plus a couple of picks, and they're able to land Damian Lillard. 
Do you think James Harden, Damian Lillard, and Joel Embiid are a title team? I think they're a contender, yeah. I don't really like that mix um, together so much. But it, then again, you put those three on a team, like, it, you know, we got to talk about, like, they're going to be uh, in contention to be one of the better teams in the Eastern Conference, thus probably being a contender. But I don't like that fit totally. But if that scenario plays out, I mean, I guess, like, you – if you're the 76ers, yeah, you you know, you bite on it. That's just my only issue with the 76ers. Harden's obviously not going to bring a lot of interest to um, Portland because they're obviously rebuilding here. So they would need to reroute James Harden, but I don't know that you're able to. And if you do, are you willing to take the role players on the expiring deals in with the Clippers for him if you're getting Dame? But that ultimately means you're losing Harden, Tobias, and Tyrese Maxey just for Damian Lillard. And as great as Damian Lillard is, I, I mean, there's a lot of value in those three players, and I think that's where this gets really tough to do for the 76ers. Do you think he makes Miami the title contender? I think ultimately this is where it ends. Do you think Miami going into next year is a top three team in the East as a title contender? Uh, yeah, I think I would. Um, and that's interesting to say, but, I, you know, depending on what they lose, you'd assume... Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson would be gone. Um, maybe uh, is it? It's Jovic, right? Nikola Jovic. Yeah, the yeah they have. Yep. Yeah, yep. I would think he might be gone too, and some. Ame Hakez that they drafted this year will be gone. A lot of guys that didn't so? play this year outside of Duncan Robinson. Oh, it would be everything the Miami Heat own for sure. Oh, man. Uh, yep. Top three in the East. I think I. I, I can't. Again, I can't say. It's hard for me to argue that they're, they're not fighting for a top three spot. I mean, the East at the top is very good. The West top down is, is you know, better, I think. But, uh, yeah, the East at the top is very good. So it's it, that's those top three spots are going to be very tough to fight for. But if they get that, if they get Dame, give me Dame, Bam, Jimmy Butler. I, I That fit to me is, is great. I see it being fluid. I see them gelling. I, I, it's hard for me not to say that wouldn't be a top three team. It's going to be, it would be super exciting. Those, those two defensive players to go along with the offensive player that Damian Lillard is uh, with Eric Spolstra. Um, yeah, I would definitely have them as a title contender. That's for sure. Especially with how well Dame plays in big moments. Um, but let's move into our, I don't know what we call the Houston Rockets in this free agency. Fred Van Vliet gets more money than Kyrie Irving, three or 130 mil. Shout out Fred Van Vliet, undrafted, bet on himself. Uh, I'm sure you guys have saw it all. Dylan Brooks, I, I don't know how we got here. Dylan Brooks, Whoa. $20 million a year. Uh, I put the wrong number here down, but it should be two-year, $80 million, I believe. Or four-year, $80 million. Jeez, yeah. not 40 a year, 20 a year. Good Lord. 40-year, <laughs> $80 million. Jack Landell, a guy that I'm actually <laughs> kind of interested in, four-year, $32 mil. Old man, Uncle Jeff Green, one-year, $6 mil. Interesting, interesting weekend for here for the Houston Rockets. Now, listen, I think everyone's going to criticize the Fred Van Vliet move, and that's fine. I'm going to say this. I think this is a huge, huge, huge thing here for Jalen Green uh, in a breakout opportunity season. I think having a point guard who can kind of set him up and get him better looks and keep things in line a little more will help uh, the franticness of Jalen Green, and I think this can really help develop his game. I don't know that it's worth $43 million a year, 
but I do think this can help him a lot in his next step of his development and not just him, the whole, this whole team, your thoughts on the Houston Rockets offseason. Man, like as this is like the most Houston Rockets like type of move to me. Just this is gonna this is gonna look really bad, or it's gonna be good to like maybe even really good. Time will tell. But Fred VanVleet, I, I think may be getting overpaid just a touch. I'm not saying like it's this is anything like crazy, but maybe just a touch. But I mean, the Rockets want to stay um, relevant, and they. Maybe they have other plans that are, you know, some moving parts that they're still figuring out. The the Dylan Brooks thing is nothing short of uh, miraculous to me that this guy is getting 20 mil a year uh, over four years. Where in the hell did that come from? What? People didn't think he was going to be able to what? get the mid-level at 12.4. And he's just sitting around like, nah, I got 20 a year. I'm pretty sure they're stamping jerseys in China for this guy. I don't, I don't get it. I, and I'm not even like like I'm not even like trying to hate on Dylan Brooks that much here. It's just like, whoa. But the Rockets, I think, are maybe trying to like make moves here. If they if they're talking Fred Van Vliet, you said it very good guard. Uh, one All Star under his belt. Yeah, one All Star two years. Um, ago. Yep. I mean, I mean the the wild card of Kevin Porter is something to me. Jalen Green, Sangoon, get him uh, out of town. Like, this is where, like, it's time for the Houston Rockets. They have a bunch of stuff to do it. Uh, get him out of town. I yeah, just... I think you make a move. It, it's There's just a lot of shots going up if it's uh, Kevin Porter and Jalen Green. And I like Jalen Green, <laughs> excuse me, far better. And I think but... just more than that, though, I just think the maturity for this team is beneficial with him out of here, I think. But go ahead. Keep going. Uh, yeah, I, I think um, I, I just read this to you before we got on air here is like I, from what it sounds like the Rockets were expecting to get Brooke Lopez uh, or at least have a very good shot at him. They, they released some players to get more cap space for him uh, that ultimately did not happen. So I think the Rockets do kind of have a plan here that they're trying to stick to. If you put Brooke Lopez on this team too, like now we're talking like, you know, this not, not a bad little team they might have here. Uh, then I don't know, man. James Harden is kind of wild card enough to me to where he sees this team. Okay, I got some defense with Brooks. I got some young talent around me. Fred Van Vliet's established. Uncle Jeff seems to you know win a championship wherever he goes. Sometimes, <laughs> um, I don't know. Maybe James Harden's like, you know what? Give me here. Uh, so I don't know. The, the Rockets just have a very interesting thing going on. But like I said, if this doesn't pan out, this is. This is somebody's getting fired. This is bad. Yeah, this ain't good. It, I mean, the good news is if they don't, if it doesn't work out, they still have a million picks from the Brooklyn Nets. They still have a bunch of stuff in their cabinet. But uh, this is definitely an all-in move to see what this team is, and uh, I'm not really sure how it's going to work because the the West is tough, and to think that this is a play-in team, I don't know. Is there is there other players that have been linked to? I mean, besides from James Harden, that have been linked to Houston that you've seen? Uh, the biggest two that I saw were Fred Van Vliet. Well, the biggest three: Van Vliet, Brooks, and uh, Brook Lopez. Okay, yeah, because I'm like, is, maybe there's somebody else that their name has been rumored out there, and it's just kind of waiting to crunch the numbers and make it fit. But do you think they're done? Um. Yeah, probably. I think so. They're probably going to roll in and then uh, 
you know, I mean, honestly, with all the signings that have happened so far, the market, the market's already really. Yeah. This happened quick. This happened quick. Players wanted to get their money. They got their money. And this, this, this flew. I think if they were to get one more like decent, um, like, I don't, I want to say peace role play. I mean, I know they're not aside from Harden, maybe I know they're not getting anything huge. Um, but if they get something like another decent piece, I might feel a lot better about this. But if, if this is the makeup as is, then it's kind of a, I'll call it a toss up and the team probably fighting for a plan. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I I mean, like that's, I mean, I think that's like at best a team playing for the play in. Uh, Ime has his hands full, but hey, they're going to play hard every night and we'll see where this thing goes. The San Antonio Spurs, they bring in Vic, Victor Wembayama. They start, we're starting to build around him. Trey Jones, two year, 20 mil. Julian uh, Champagne, four year, 12 mil. Uh, I like Trey Jones. I think this is a really good deal for Trey Jones. Um, I, I don't know what the Spurs are really up to. Uh, but I, I'm ready to see what this whole this whole thing's gonna be with Victor Wembayama, Keldon Johnson, Devin Vassell. Um, let's see. I'm, I'm just ready, man. I'm just so ready to see what the San Antonio Spurs are gonna be. I don't think it's gonna be as bad as people think. Like I think they're probably closer to the play than maybe the Houston Rockets. But that might be a little far fetched. I guess I don't know. But I, I think I have a lot more to believe in with the Spurs than the Houston Rockets. But that's just me. Yeah, it's the only thing is, is the Spurs might not be playing to win as much as the Houston Rockets in this first year with Victor Wembanyama. Because if the Spurs go all in to win their first year, they may not be able to put the pieces around Victor that necessarily would be better if they just took a year off. Yeah, it kind of feels like maybe like a an an SGA an OKC situation where like let's just let him develop, you know. like a couple yep. years ago, but I, I, that's what I see for the Spurs. That's what I think. I, I'm I'm glad you brought that up. I think let Victor go out there, get his dose of NBA, um, learn a lot, grow a lot. Um, you know, in the season, maybe you get some trade during the year, uh, and then ultimately, if you're kind of at the bottom of the league, you're not too upset about it because you might be getting another pick, and then maybe this is where next off season you make a lot of moves or some big moves to say okay we got a draft pick coming now let's see if we can use some other assets to get another person to you know really start building something here that i mean what's the best case scenario here for the spurs if we're speaking logically here is is playing and then maybe they win a game yeah yeah but yeah for sure like and i kind you kind of hope that doesn't happen you kind of hope that they're the top 10 uh it seems like it might be a weak class in the draft next year but ultimately you still want to give your guy uh the best player that you could put with him especially on a rookie contract let's move over to the east mike we'll kind of keep rolling here the east wasn't nearly as active as the west was um on spot who do you have when it coming out of the west no i'm just kidding i won't do that to you i'm like my calculated of who's going where and what teams are looking like just i'm just kidding we won't dive into a deep analysis analysis yet um, but let's move over to the East. The Bucks, the Bucks do what the Bucks do. They keep things the same. They're able to bring Brooke back. Brooke Splash Mountain just getting paid $24 million a year. Uh, two-year deal, uh, $48 million. Chris Middleton, three-year, 103. And I don't know how the hell this has, uh, this has happened with Jay Crowder. Obviously, it might have been tension with Bud. I, I don't think Jay Crowder even played in the playoff series against the, the Heat. The Heat, right? Yeah. 
or he yeah. missed like the last game or two or something. Like I don't. This was a very weird thing to happen, but maybe that's a bud thing. New coach. Um, ultimately, the Bucks run it back. No big surprise here, Mike. Uh, wouldn't be surprised if they're back here atop the East. Um, anything you want to jump in quick here on the Bucks? Well, I'm surprised to hear you say no big surprise here because you were kind of thinking Middleton might be gone, right? I wasn't necessarily thinking Middleton was gone. I was thinking more of Brooke Lopez, and I think Brooke Lopez plays as big of a part for this team as Chris Middleton. I mean, we're talking about his name for Defensive Player of the Year. You know, yeah, like that, exactly. that that shows you how relevant this guy is. And, and as an elite shooter. Too. I was going to say, we joke about Splash Mountain, but the, the guy, I mean, his his three-point percentage must be like amongst big men, obviously one of the best, but I feel like just in general, he has a very strong three-point percentage. Um, if you would have told me Brooke Lopez would, would be shooting about 35% from three, probably, uh, when he first came to the NBA, I would, I would laugh. Oh, yeah. Well, I, big men weren't shooting threes probably when he first came to the league, so... He has been uh, here for a minute, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Jay Crowder. I, I hope they utilize Jay Crowder. Maybe he's not what he was. Again, he's another guy that it's tough to say where he is, but um, just because we haven't seen a lot of him. But ultimately, I do think the Bucks are going to be right up there at the top of the East again. Um, maybe some coaching changes will go a long way for them. Um, I've seen weird and random reports saying people are monitoring Giannis's situation. I don't really see that happening right now. Um Still have a good team. Still going to be, uh, you know, like I said, one of the top ones in the East. If Giannis says he's not willing to sign his extension or whatever, then yeah, maybe we'll, when that moment happens, then I'll believe it. Till then, I don't think it's anything to spe- go too crazy into or else we, we'll be diving into everything here in the NBA. Um, the second tier, we have the Celtics. They obviously get Porzingis in the trade. They give him a two-year $60 million extension on top of like the 37 or whatever he's due this year, just a great deal for him. They sign O'Shea Brissett, two year, 4.5 million. Um, outside of the big trade, it's been kind of just the Boston Celtics. We obviously know what that trade could mean for them offensively. Um, we'll see what it means for them defensively, Mike. Boston Celtics, any little nuggets you want to get into? No, I, th- I think the Porzingis thing we touched upon. Um, I bet you they're not done. I bet you they get another signing somewhere, whether it be. Uh, you know, a, a kind of a, a moderate level or um, a small signing for somebody. But I, I would be surprised if they're done. Um, I did hear that the Clippers might be back in on, uh, what's his name? Uh, Malcolm Brogdon. Um, that would That's, be, that would be a little weird to me after everything kind of fell uh, apart. Already one. Suspect. Yeah. Um, the 76ers were waiting to see what the 76ers are going to do. We talked about it at the start a little bit. James Harden has kind of accepted his player option, but requested a trade. Um, Pat, they bring in Pat Bev just seems like a Philadelphia guy for being honest. So, uh, it'll be interesting to see the antics in Philly with him. Uh, great backup vet point guard, but it's just going to be t- hard to say what they are until we see what moves they make in on Dame. Uh, potentially trading Harden, a lot of stuff going on around Philly as they are trying to frantically keep things together around Embiid before Embiid asks out himself. Yeah, I think the Pat Bev seems like a Philly guy is one of the most accurate things we've ever said on this podcast. Um, I bet you it's pretty interesting. Uh, Tough-nosed guy, uh, fits that Philly kind of mantra. Um, any chance like we see Harden like kind of rescind his trade request? I don't know if he rescinds it, but Philly might just say your shit out of luck. <laughs> yeah. I I want to know why. I just want to know why. Is it for a ring? Is it for money? 
I don't he know. He said uh, someone came out and said that it was mishandled, whatever that means. Yeah, it's hard to say with Harden, man. Again, third team in a row that he's asked to trade out of uh, Brooklyn, like Houston, the whole Doc thing. But now Doc's not there, and we still aren't happy. I mean, it really sounded like he was going to stay on a maybe on like the Kyrie three year deal, not necessarily the four or the five, but maybe three. And that's not even there, it seems like, for him. And I think that's maybe where he's upset. Um, Philly, again, we'll, we'll be talking about Philly here in the next week or two, I would imagine. The Cleveland Cavs, Mike. Uh, Karis LeVert, two-year, $32 million extension. Iffy on that. Decent price point, though. We'll see. Uh, Max Strews, four-year, $64 million. Okay. Uh, Georges Niang, three-year, $26 million. Ty Jerome. Uh, two-year, four-point mill, and they also acquired Damian Jones in a trade um, from Utah. Listen, the Cavs needed shooting, Mike. They got a bunch of shooting. There's there's no arguing what Struess, Niang, and Tydrome do. They all shot close to 40% or over 40% last year, and I get that it's not the upside guys that the Cavs fans probably wanted, um, but they definitely addressed a huge area of weakness in you know, are they, they're still looking for that forward. Who's a three and D guy. Sure. Um, but I mean, when you have, you can't also leave Max Struess in the corner wide open either. Like they can do to the guys that they had before, uh, Struess and Niang are coming in. So, um, interesting moves for the Cavs. I, I think it raises their floor. I don't know if it raises their ceiling. Um, but again, you address the area of need and they did that in a big way. Yeah, I think I'm in kind of a similar boat to what you are. Uh, the Levert thing, I don't. I know you're not super high on him. I don't think I'm super high on him. Just kind of the the fit in Cleveland and who he has to play uh, behind. Max Struess, I do like that one. I do like uh, George's Niang. Uh, you said shooting. I I think if Max Struess doesn't have a deep playoff run or as deep of a player playoff run as he did this year, I don't know if he's getting this kind of money. Um, and I'm not saying they overpaid for him. I just I, I think if you would have looked at the beginning of the year, what somebody would pay uh, Max Struess for, I don't know if it would be four year, sixty four million. But um, you said it; they addressed need, and uh, overall, I think the Cavs have done pretty well so far. And for the one thing, man, people need to understand: shooting just costs a lot of money these days. Like, go look at the Joe Harris extension where he made nineteen million dollars. Go look at the uh, Duncan Robinson extension. Obviously, they didn't work out. Um, but shooting's just expensive on the open market, as a lot of things are. So the Struess deal is a little shocking, but ultimately, I mean, that's just that's the open market for you. Um, the Knicks they bring in Dante Divincenzo for year fifty mil. They also traded out um, Obi Toppin, as we'll get into here in a sec. Um, but again, they they land Dante Divincenzo. The New York Wildcats are coming to fruition. They're recruiting <laughs> Mikel Bridges. I'm just kidding. They're not recruiting Mikel Bridges. Um, but the Knicks, I mean, this is another guy for the Knicks to uh, play late in games. And he's had a, I mean, I think there was a point when he was in Milwaukee, that bleach report was saying he was going to be like this future all-star. And then he got like the minimum in golden state. So his career has definitely been very much up and down, but, uh, this is a good number for him for sure. Yeah. I I, I told you right before, I I really like this move one just to, yeah, reunite the, the Villanovan fellows, um, but also, like, he just seems like a guy who's going to fit, like, right into kind of what the Knicks are about and kind of what we saw from them as soon as they got uh, Josh Hart last year. Uh, seems like a, a glue guy to me. Um, you know, plug and play him wherever you really want. Hustle player, defense. Uh, he'll hit some open shots, gives you a little offense at times. So, um, 
the Knicks got, I think, an overall good thing going, and I think this was a, a piece to put them in you know the right direction. Yeah, no, for sure. Again, uh, they're another team eyeing, eyeing, geez, eyeing multiple different situations. I think they're watching Embiid. They're watching Giannis. Um, Levine thing doesn't necessarily make sense with Levine and Tibbs, but you know, me, uh, no, I, I don't think so. But they're eyeing those kind of superstar kind of names to see because they are in a good spot, uh, draft capital wise, uh, contract wise, and this is a guy that will be able to stay around after if there is a big trade to be made to help this team win games. The Brooklyn Nets, Mike. Um, we'll start with Dennis Smith Jr. One year, two point five, nothing too crazy. Kind of had some flashes yeah. last year, but good the for big him. one, good Mike. For him. Absolutely. The big one, Cam Johnson, four year, 108. And I know when I know this is like a very crazy thing, but this is the difference between being on the open market and not just, uh, I believe it was a year ago or two years ago. Mikel Bridges just got four year, 90 mil. Doesn't he? That was before he went to the open market. He just took an extension. Cam Johnson gets more money than Mikel Bridges, I think, is just astonishing. It just is astonishing. Yeah, I, again, that's maybe where what the market is, like you said, and where the NBA is now. Uh, I, I like the move a lot. I think you and I have both been big fans of Cam Johnson for a while. Uh, if they're looking, if the Nets are looking to build around Bridges, which it seems like they are, uh, Cam Johnson is a hundred percent a guy you need to keep on the Nets. Um, you know, he's one of those guys that like I would classify like. Not an all-star at all. I'm not saying that. He's like the in the all-star of like role players. You know what I'm saying? Like just I yeah, don't know. I think great, a, great three and D guy. Yeah, just like a guy that like he's he's a guy. You know, you talk about is is like Zach Levine. Is Zach Levine can he be the best player on a championship team? We talk have discussions like that. A championship needs a guy like Cam Johnson. So that that you keep him and you pay him what he's worth, and I think it's a great move. So so good for the Nets here. Yeah. The Nets, uh, the Nets are interesting. We've we're hearing the Nets here with Tyler Hero. Maybe what do you think if they're able to get like Tyler Hero to add to this team? They don't necessarily get Dame, but what if they're able just to pull away Tyler Hero for kind of cheap? What do you think they would lose? I think it would. I I think they're hoping that the Blazers might believe that there could still be something with Ben Simmons, and they take Ben Simmons over Tyler Hero. Yeah. Um, and then you would obviously have to throw in probably a couple of firsts and a couple of seconds. That's a, a lot of hope, I think. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, Tyler Hero on the Nets seems kind of like, again, just kind of a fun piece to add. And, uh, you know, I can see him having a very good season with them if that were to happen. I don't think it will, but you never know. Do you think the Atlanta Hawks know that free agency has started or do you think they're just... They're waiting just biding their time. They're waiting for the Dame and Trey, um, you know, combo. No, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if the Hawks seem to just be saying, you know, we're good. <laughs> I mean, I just what what the hell are the Hawks doing? Watching everybody get better around them, man, and it's only hurting the organization, only hurting Trey Young, and I think only hurting Trey Young's uh, relationship. <laughs> excuse me, relationship with the organization. Yeah, the whole Trey Young thing, I think that's going to be a story on its own. Not really sure what the Hawks are up to. The Miami Heat, <laughs> we, we've already talked a lot about Dame here with Miami Heat, but we'll, we'll run into their moves. Josh Richardson, two-year, 5.9 mil. Uh, K-Love, two-year, 7.6. Thomas Bryant, two-year, 5.4. 
I do like the Tom, Thomas Bryant deal again. I, I don't know why he was just kind of being tossed around at the deadline. Don't know why he wasn't getting minutes with the Denver Nuggets. Obviously, Denver was already locked in uh, on a great run. He didn't necessarily help fit next to Jokic, but I do think there's a lot of good still to be found here with Thomas Bryant. Mike, are you concerned with how much they've lost, or do you believe that again? You just this is just the system. This is what you do with the system. When the system has these guys ready to be paid, you let them walk and you restart with new guys. Um, I'll be honest. I'm a little concerned with what they've lost. Um, maybe the Heat are okay with that because they, you know, they really think they're getting Dame or another piece to help them out. But part of it's system. But I, I do think losing Vincent and Struess does hurt them. I'm also kind of going back to like how many players from this Nuggets championship team are now just like leaving. So, and I say that because of Thomas Bryant. Um, I think this is a decent pickup for Miami Heat. I think, you know, having somebody, Bam, sometimes, uh, you know, I think he could put another center around him. Um, I'm not saying Thomas Bryant is the, the cure for that, um, but I think it's something you can, he, like, he can definitely be utilized in Miami. So uh, Miami just needs to get Dame, I think, uh, because then losing Struis and Vincent, this it looks, I think we have a very different look of them. I think half of the the lens and the scope that we're viewing Miami is because we assume they're getting Dame. So maybe we're not too concerned for them. Yeah, I mean, I ultimately, I think that's what it is for me. I do think they're going to get Dame, and I think we're going to be. But in a week, we could be talking very differently about it. It's going to be, we'll see, we'll see. Um, Toronto Raptors lose Fred Van Vliet. And I think the thing that goes off in my mind is what direction are they headed in now? They, they were in it. They were doing everything they could to keep Fred Van Vliet not able to at the end of the day. Jakob Portal gets four-year, $80 million. Dennis Schroeder, two-year, uh, $26 million. Jalen McDa- McDaniels, two-year, $9.3 million. And the Raptors are still the Raptors. I don't think anyone has a clue what they're going to do. Did mention this already, but keep an eye on Pascal Siakam. I, I'm hearing the trade offers are starting to ramp up. Um, and it's starting to sound like he's more available now than maybe ever before. I, I think the Toronto Raptors here are moving into a stage where I don't know if you have to go full tank mode, but I, th- I think we need some sort of like, you know, you, you always say like, do you, do you blow it up? Do you restart? Do you retool? You know, rebuild, I should say. Um, I don't know. I, I think you rebuild here if I'm on the Raptors. I don't. What? Where are they if they keep Siakam? Right where they are today, probably like that. I don't even think eight that. Eight through ten spot. I was <laughs> no. going to say, I don't even think that. Uh, so, I mean, Dennis Schroeder, you know, like him. Perto's a good player, but uh, Jalen McDaniel's fine. So, uh, to me, the right move here is Siakam. Getting, uh, you know, getting what you can for him. It was crazy because it really was start, starting to sound like the Lakers were going to keep Schroeder, but ultimately, I think I don't know that they necessarily thought Gabe Vincent was also going to land in their lap so nicely. So um, that was a nice signing for the Lakers, as we've already talked about. Let's go into your Chicago Bulls, Mike. Um, Javon Carter, you're I'm gonna you deserve a Javon Carter jersey, bro. Three or twenty mil, um, going to be a staple for them. Kobe White, three or thirty-three. Nice deal for him in Nikola Vucevic. We've already kind of talked about three or 60 mil. What are your thoughts here on Chicago? I know you said that you expect Levine to stay. Do you still expect Levine to stay? So I'll, I'll kind of, I have a couple pieces here. Um, I'll, I'll go back to what I, what I said about Vucevic um, last podcast. These signings 
again, just seem like doesn't push the needle for them much. I, I think it's, they're just, you know, if we let Kobe white walk, um, it's tough to say what he would do. You know, if he, if, he probably should have been traded during the season, but then he started to play really well at the end. Um, so I do like I do like him staying. Um, I think he's probably going to end up being the starting point guard. We'll see what kind of growth he has. Um, Javon Carter is nice, but we'll see what he can do. I don't, I don't know if this is like I don't know if they want to put him in the starting point guard position. I don't see that. But as far as backups go, like sure, this was a decent pickup for them. I, again, I'm not expecting a ton. Um, but he is a Chicago guy, I think. So I, I always like it when they get a hometown guy. Uh, the next kind of piece here, and I, I'm going to hit on the Levine thing in a second, is I, I've got this update that the Bulls have applied to the NBA for a disabled player exception for Lonzo Ball's injury worth $10.2 million because he's expected to miss the entire season. So um, I think when something like that happens, it's because they suspect that it's – and this is sad, but they suspect it's potential career ending. Um, so I don't want that news for Lonzo, but at the same time, if the NBA grants the Bulls that extra 10 mil, uh, let's see what they can do with it. I hope they can improve some things. Uh, Mo Bamba was a name that was circulating around the Bulls. Um, I just seeing... want Mo Bamba so I can play the song before. It yeah, goes. just yeah, banger, you know. Um, I would I wouldn't mind the Mobamba signing again. He's not going to do anything crazy, but I think it may address some need. Uh, as far as Levine, I've I've always enjoyed Levine. I've had my qualms with him at times. Don't get me wrong, but and I, especially I like having a player like him on the Bulls just to kind of keep again keep them relevant. Say we've had an All Star, uh, makes it exciting to watch at times when he's going off. And his second half of the year was. Uh, I had the numbers earlier. I won't remember them off the top of my head, but his second half of the year was actually very good. Um, you just want that consistency. But I ultimately think we're, we're in such a bad spot, and I know I say that every time we talk about the Bulls. They're in such a bad spot where I, I think you just have to kind of pull the plug, take your medicine, and try and find a good trade for Levine. And not like a desperation, like, oh, let's just get what we can. No, you need to really sell him, get a haul for him, I would say. Um, and then go from there because they, they're just going to be, they're at number 10 right now. To me, they're going to be right back here. I, I would almost argue they're right back at number 10. I don't see them moving up. Um, they might even move down. It's, it's tough to say. So I think the bulls. Yeah. I, th- I think they need to do something. If, if they're going into next season with the, the roster is currently constructed. I, I think they're going to see trades during the year. Absolutely. I do think they are going to be a team to keep an eye on. The only issue is, are they going to get enough to trade one of these guys? And I think that is what makes me a little nervous for the Bulls is, are they going to get the big deal for Zach Levine? And I mean, big is in, it sounds like they want a little more than what Brad, they got for Bradley Beal. But, you know, you, man, you would think that Zach Levine should be able to bring that back. But again, the market works that you need to have a buyer that's willing to invest that. and. So far, we clearly haven't saw it because I think the Bulls would have done it by now. It'll just be interesting to see if it comes to fruition here. Maybe keep your eyes on the Charlotte Hornets. I think putting Levine with LaMelo and potentially Brandon Miller could be a lot of fun. Something to keep an eye on. Um, The Indiana Pacers. Now, the Indiana Pacers, I think, have done some good work here. They get Obi Toppin in a trade. 
they signed Bruce Brown to this crazy deal, $22.5 million per year, and Tyrese Halliburton, five-year, 205, Mike. Bag. Thoughts? Bag. Yeah, yeah, big bag. Deservingly so. Halliburton has been really good. He took a big step last year. This year, we're going to be just waiting to see if he's able to maintain that here. Now, what do you think here about these Indiana Pacers? I don't think that... I think that Halliburton, as far as a staple for your franchise, this is good. You you have to keep a player like Halliburton. You did trade for him. He before injuries, he was living up to that, and, and probably oh, I won't say overachieving, overachieving, but he like was playing above what anybody I think really expected, which is great because I think he can maintain that trajectory. Um, just the paces again, team wise, uh, it, it's tough for me to see where they're going and what they have, but I think they're slowly building i think bruce brown albeit i don't know why bruce brown i mean he i think for the money right this is why he took the deal yeah absolutely which isn't which isn't bad role for i do think there is a good role for him in this system too exactly so i i think he's gonna get a lot of playing time it just it's so hard for me to like i know i know it's the money man i i get it but like you're gonna leave Jokic and the nuggets after just winning a championship and and you are a, a big part of that it's just tough for me to see but you know maybe he's like hey i won my ring now i want my money which you know i guess i can also understand that too but i'll wrap it up with i i think i think the uh the paces are slowly trying to you know make steps and i think i guess this would this would be a a good start to that absolutely i do think i do think this starting lineup which i think i saw it projected as something like um, Tyrese Halliburton, Benedict Matherin, uh, what's his name here? Bruce Brown, Jerice Walker, and Miles Turner. I, I'm very interested in what yeah, that is. Not a bad little squad. Absolutely. And for where they were just a couple of years ago, when Rick Carlisle got, Rick Carlisle got there, I was like, why? Well, I'm not really sure about this. And oh, they're going to tear it down. They're going to tear it down. They're going to trade Buddy. They're going to trade Miles Turner. They're going to get these. No, they didn't do that. They kept it all together. And now I think you look at them and they're like. This is, to me, this is a playing team right now. We'll see if things work out in the season and if they're able to take that next step together as a team. But I do see Indiana as taking a step forward this upcoming year. Washington Wizards are the team that gives Kyle Kuzma the bag. Uh, Four-year, 102, just over 25 a year, Mike. Um, Kyle Kuzma said he's ready to, uh, you know, go through this with the city of Washington, D.C., and you know he understands and ultimately i think this ultimately has to be about the money but good for kyle kuzma it's very deserving yeah i like it for kuzma um again i I said i I would have liked to see him i think the sacramento fit would have been fun uh but he's a guy who gets you know gets his money he's gonna get a lot of attention uh you know for this wizards team he's working with um you know jordan Poole. probably is probably splitting shots with him um so Good for him. Good, you know, Wizards keep a guy that they can have, uh, you know, a guy who can do some things for them, try and compete a little, I would say. That is for sure. Uh, the Orlando Magic, they give my boy Jingles the money. Two year, 22 mil. Uh, I've always been a Jingles fan. Enjoy seeing him go here to Orlando. And they give Mo Wagner two year, 16 mil. Again, keeping the brothers together there in Orlando, Mike. Um Kind of a modest offseason for Orlando, but their team seems like it's already pretty much set, especially with all the youth that they have in the depth. 
Um, so it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. But Jingles, definitely a good uh, veteran to bring into a locker room. Yeah, I think the moves are fine. Um, nothing groundbreaking here. You said it. Their team may be mostly, uh, you know, settled. I I've always, or I, I've always, I, I've thought that the they might be in the realm of tr- maybe trading Suggs or Fultz for somebody um, to get another piece. But I, I don't know. I think that's kind of fizzled out. So I think they're pretty set. Yep, that is for sure. Excited to see what Fultz is going to do here in a contract year. Look for him to have a big year. Mike, look at this document. My man puts LaMelo Ball extension, five-year, $26 million, but we know that's $260 million. Oh, yeah, LaMelo, left to zero. Left to zero out. LaMelo Ball also gets to keep Miles Bridges with him for one year. Uh, he is signed as QO, meaning he will be an unrestricted free agent after the year, making, uh, I believe it's like $7.9 million this year, suspended for the first couple. This thing can get a little interesting kind of quick here in uh, Charlotte, Mike. Again, I know I've kind of hinted this could be a Levine team. I think this actually makes a lot of sense for Levine to go to. LaMelo Ball, Zach Levine, Brandon Miller, Miles Bridges, and their center is Mark Williams. I th- Listen, I think I think you could do a lot worse. Uh, what are your thoughts here about this Hornets team? Do you think they're able to uh, maybe kind of compete for the play-in, or are they still yet a year away? I'm going to put them another year away, I think. I, I can see them fighting for a potential like, last spot in the plan. Um, as presently constructed, not a lot um, I see from them. Of course, LaMelo was injured a lot of last season, so it's tough to gauge. Uh, Brandon Miller, we don't know what to expect yet. Gordon Hayward, I, I assume, is probably not going to play a full year. Uh, if he were to ever, like you know, and play consistently, that helps them a lot, but We'll see. Um, Lamelo getting a, a bag as well, but maybe maybe Levine goes. I don't know. I don't know what the Bulls. What's the attraction for the Bulls here, though? What's your what? What would the attraction for the Bulls be in trading? Just picks. Yeah, I mean, it would probably be a pick package plus salaries, which I uh, I haven't done a lot of research. And I actually just thought of. But yeah. actually, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. No. But listen, I, I think that the bull, if people are calling for Levine, I think the Bulls have to answer and listen to the calls. And I think and nothing's kind of off off the table. Nope, it'll be interesting. We'll, we're going to be keeping our eyes on the Bulls as much as all these signings are being done. The trade market feels like it's going to start after all these things kind of get locked in. Once these lock things get locked in, it feels like the trades have a potential to go a little uh, bananas here. Um, but yeah, the Hornets, we're going to, nope, you're good. Uh, the Hornets, uh, the Hornets still doing Hornets things. We'll see. Obviously it was the right move to keep LaMelo. Um, I was actually kind of interested to see if LaMelo would kind of push out, see if he could get to, uh, what maybe where he signed like a qualifying offer, but the NBA thing right now, you got to take the money when the money's on the table. Last but not least, the Detroit Pistons don't sign anyone, but they do acquire Monte Morris in a trade. Um, I think that is an interesting point guard for them, but I uh, would love to see Monte Morris. I kind of view him as like a Tyus Jones. Kind of always wanted to see him be uh, a starter. I know he has at points in his career and a little bit last year, um, but I do think he'll be a good backup for Detroit. Uh, but other than that, I don't think Detroit's really done shit. So uh, the Detroit Pistons, they just don't really excite me too much. I know they got some nice young players, but it feels like they just have so many damn centers that like I still don't know what to make of this whole team. 
Yeah, I really don't have much for the Pistons here. Um, I'm a little surprised with no moves. Maybe they'll get something. I mean, they got Morris, like you said. Maybe there's another signing for them here before um, things get all settled. But yeah, I I think it's just another year for them where they're going to be, you know, scrapping at the bottom. Mike, I was actually uh, very nervous if we went team by team that we were not making this in 75 minutes. But here we are. We did it. Yeah, we did. Um, we've covered a lot. I mean, we've kind of covered all the moves. We didn't really get into our deep uh, analysis of them. We don't have Jamie with us. I think that's something we want to wait for Jamie. But we do want to catch you up on everything, uh, kind of give you our early initial minor thoughts, and then we can kind of dive into winners and losers and stuff like that. Maybe in about a couple of weeks, we'll let this whole thing play out. The trade market, again, I expect to kind of heat up a little bit now that all these contracts are locked in. Um, the NBA, man. I'm just glad we got it done before July 4th. Uh, most of the moves will be done before July 4th, and then we should be able to enjoy our July 4th and not have to worry about the NBA. But as I say that, one of the guys will probably get traded on July 4th. So That's typically how it goes. No, there's... The- Never, the NBA is predictable and uh, always not predictable at the same time. You just, if we see moves happen. We see things come from left field. It's just always a whirlwind. Any July 4th plans? Uh, might go up to the old lake if it's not uh, flooding because that's been going a lot right now. Um, you know, enjoying a couple bevies, beverages or bevies and then, uh, yeah, watching some fireworks maybe. How about you? Yeah, I think it's a grill out day with a couple of friends. Uh, I work the following day, so that'll be interesting. Um, <laughs> that'll be that'll be real interesting. But uh, yeah, no, not just a little fireworks, a little food, a couple of brews, the uh, the huge. Um, if you see Jamie on the fourth, let the uh, let the American boy know uh, happy birthday. Unfortunately, he's not here with us today. Hopefully, we can uh, get him back for kind of a little uh, birthday celebration for the friend. Um, but yeah, Mike, do you have anything else here in the NBA? No, sir. I think, uh, we've gone through a lot of names, a lot of figures and every team. So, um, I think we covered what we need to for today and we'll, we'll kind of get back at it. Um, you know, next episode and see how much has changed. You think the landscape of the NBA changes the next time we meet? Yes, I agree. Definitely. Like, I think it's a lock. Like I think Damian Lillard alone potentially could. And then you had the potential of James Harden. Yeah, I think a lot can change, for, but which is crazy because it feels like so much has already changed. But I don't know that the landscape of the NBA has changed yet. A trade with one of those two guys or both those guys or whatever the hell happens, Pascal Siakam, I think those guys potentially change the landscape of the league. All right, Mike, well, get us started uh, as we get on out of here. Yeah, everyone, uh, thanks for listening. I uh, hope you guys made it through the whole episode. I know there's, like we just said, a lot of teams uh, – a lot of teams, names, money thrown out there, but it's free agency. We told you it was going to be, you know, heating, heating up, obviously. Um, and yeah, it's there's still more to come, undoubtedly, I'd say. So thank you guys for all the support. Hope everyone has a safe and happy 4th of July, and we'll see you next time. Mike, appreciate you for making it, Jamie. Uh, and a happy are... birthday, Jamie, on the 4th, yeah. Absolutely. Happy birthday, Jamie. Jamie, we miss you. Can't wait to have you back. Appreciate our listeners for the continued support. Uh, very busy first almost 48 hours of free agency now. Um, it's been it's been crazy. It's been it happened fast. There's been a lot of money thrown out on the table. Business is good in the NBA. Life is good in the NBA. The landscape we are expecting it to change here in the very near future. 
I can't wait to see what happens. Can't wait to be here to break it down for you guys. We will be here with you guys some point next week or weekend. Kind of going to start moving back into our once-a-week episodes. Um, so we are likely going to be here with you Sunday unless there are some emergency podcasts that may have to happen. Till then, peace out. Thank you for listening to the Nothing But Net NBA podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Nothing But Net.